everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Hey, you know what? I got some emails already about the previous conversation, and we're going to get you some information. So don't worry about it. I've got Bobby already on it. I got to come up with a good song. You really do. We'll give you time to do that. I know you can do like, you know, the kids like poopy song, you know, like... I don't know. I know someone's got one out there. But I'll tell you, I actually have asked Bobby to bring the folks <laughs> at the spa on because, nice. you know, one of the things I know about different cultures is that, you know, we have been able to not only learn, but we have been able to adapt, minute and mimic and integrate different things from different cultures. And I know this. I mean, I just shared for you, uh, shared a minute about my great uh, loss for today. And that is if there's even a question about whether or not tomatoes are going to be available. So, you know, it's kind of like we get to bring people to the conversation from different, different places in life. And today's conversation with Brandon is one of those conversations. You know, he is here, uh, New York Times bestselling children's author. He, you know, he's here to talk about his books, Fable Haven. I love this. I love this. And, you know, and we're looking at what is behind this best-selling series, why this is important, who is Brandon Mull anyway, and why is it that, you know, reading and the type of reading we're doing is so important right now. Brandon, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, this is a really big conversation. I mean, beyond being a best, you know, a New York Times bestselling author, you know, we're looking at the conversation about reading. We're looking about, you know, what we can do to make reading. You know, there's a song that's out that, you know, that was out and it's called Bringing Sexy Back. I think we have to really look at the same thing for reading. Yeah, no, it, it's important. A big part of how I spend my year is, is, is going into school. Um, and, and presenting to kids in a way where I'm trying to turn reluctant readers into eager readers, because it's just it makes it makes a huge difference. Um, if if a child can learn to love reading, if they can learn to read for fun, the consequence of that is they get really good at turning words into ideas, and that's going to help them all through their education and all through their lives. So, so you know, what got you started on this journey? Um, as a kid, I. I as a kid, I loved to read, right? Like books like The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Kicked open a door in my imagination that just never closed. Started me, turned me into this daydreamer who daydreamed a lot about fantasy adventure stories. Um, and, and as those stories became more elaborate and cooler, I realized that inside of me, I had the kind of stories that, that I had enjoyed. And, that, and then that hopefully with sharing them with other people, they would enjoy them as well. So that's kind of what started me down this path. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I love about, you know, the books, and we're going to talk about what you've created here, is, you know, to, to take a look at what really, even today, in today's technology age, what really gets the attention of both children and adults, even though you've written this book, and, you know, I know what this is about, you know, you have to put a book in a certain niche, in a certain category, right? And yeah. so, you know, we're looking at that and, you know, we're thinking, okay, what is it we want to write about? But, you know, you have experience with sort of knocking the Harry Potter series uh, off of the, you know, the, the, the best-selling list. But the point is that these are not stories just for children. There is an opportunity to get parents engaged, isn't there? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a big part of my goal with the series. I mean, Fablehaven is about a wildlife refuge for magical creatures. And I tried to write the book in such a way where the the kids are written like kids and the adults are written like adults, so mm -hmm. that hopefully 
every reader can find some characters that they attach to. Now, your main characters are, are kids, and, and but but, uh, but but I get really, really good feedback from parents as well. What I'm trying to do, really, is make a book that I would think is cool yeah. and then make it accessible to kids. And as a consequence, hopefully, it becomes the kind of book that a whole family could read and everyone could actually enjoy it and have something to talk about. I love I love what you've created, and we're going to talk about this a minute uh, because I want our listeners to understand a little bit about what Fab, uh, you know Fablehaven is, you know what this series is about, and in in how you've created an opening not only to expand our imagination, you know, but to look at what we're doing and and help our kids read more. So you know, let's take a minute to talk about this series and give you know get let's give let's give everyone sort of this bird's eye view of what this is about okay yeah the, the premise is that fable haven is a wildlife park for magical creatures as if the reason we don't see giants and ogres and trolls and fairies in the world today is that they've been gathered together and hidden on these secret preserves where they're watched over by human caretakers so in the story kendra is 13 her brother seth is 11 and they discover that their grandfather is the caretaker of one of these secret wildlife parks for magical creatures now, there's um, people that are trying to harm and exploit these creatures and, and steal, steal valuable artifacts from these preserves, and there's people trying to protect them. And then the preserves themselves are dangerous places because they've got all these different creatures that are, that are there held in check by all sorts of different rules and boundaries. And so it just becomes an interesting um, environment for a reader to explore. I, I get just outstanding feedback from kids. I have a lot of success using this series to flip reluctant readers into readers. I, I think it helps that you've got um, a main character who's a girl and a main character who's a boy. So whether it's a boy or a girl, they have kind of a character to latch onto. And then it just helps that it's got a ton of imagination. That's kind of my strong suit. And, uh, and, and so, you know, the goal is to not bore people. The goal is to take them on a really fun ride. And I seem to be getting feedback that um, validates I might have accomplished that goal. Well, you know, there are a lot of uh, different ways to look at this. I, this is why I love what, you, what you've put together here, uh, Brandon. And the reason I do is that if there were ever a time, I think, in our history where we were at sort of a crossroads for whether or not we choose to expand our imagination and live in the world of possibilities or constrict and you know you know restrain ourselves from you know branching out and i think what you're doing metaphorically and here's now where i'm going to go into my metaphor around it invites us to live in the world of possibilities this is what is so exciting about what you've created yeah, and you know, and I think it's a beautiful thing about the ca fantasy category in general. You know what I mean? It, it's nice to teach our kids what is, but a lot of the great things, a lot of the great discoveries and inventions that have happened in our world come from minds that are thinking about what might be or what might be possible. And fantasy, where, where you're dealing with certain elements that are probably impossible, but then you try to deal with those elements in a realistic way with a system of rules that makes sense. It, it really does, at least for me, it definitely opens my mind to the possible, and, and, it, and it makes me look at the world in a different way. So what have you learned in the journey of creating this world for so many people? I mean, you know, New York Best Times, uh, you know, bestseller list, that's a lot of people. But, you know, what have you learned along the way in the journey? What have you created? And, you know, how is this tied back into your commitment to help children, you know, step it up in terms of reading? Um. Well, an interesting thing that I've learned 
and, and this is something you just kind of just I've discovered as a writer is even though I'm creating these fantasy scenarios, even though I'm dealing with fantasy worlds, as you write realistic characters dealing with these situations, conscientious characters who are who are facing difficult choices as they hit problems in the book, it's amazing how these universal real themes bubble up in the books. I mean, in the first book, you end up with these themes of choice and consequences. In the second book, you have issues about who you can trust. Um, in the third book, you have um, issues about discerning between light and darkness or good and evil. And, and, and it's, it, it's amazing to me how, how these themes that, that really apply to our real world can bubble up when you're writing these crazy fantasy books. I mean, that, that's one of the things I really like. And some of the best feedback I get from people is that, you know, there's some, even though it's fantasy, there's some substance to the books. There's, there's, you, can, you can walk away with it. Um, not, not that they're like didactic or trying to drive home like this, this, you know, this overly preachy message or anything, but you do, you come away from it having experienced some of the stuff with the characters and kind of having learned something or be, you know, slightly changed from the experience, even though it's not a real one. Well, I think we're all on a journey to learn. I mean, this is really what my show is about. And more importantly, what we are discovering is that, you know, the folks that are tuning in, and I received an email from Hong Kong the other day, and you wonder, how the heck are we reaching Hong Kong? And I used to wonder that, and I don't anymore. And what I'm discovering, and I wanted you to address this as well, is that I believe that there is a hunger that it, that is out there for looking at the next step, the next level, a new way, how to contribute, how to solve life's problems and do it in a fun way. Isn't that essentially what you've taken on? You've come up with a very creative way to talk about issues that could be reflected in every modern day life and present a powerful, creative vision of that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in specialization. I'm a huge, huge, huge believer that each individual um, has, has talents that are profoundly unique and that as we seek our best talents and try to find ways to help the world or the community or, or to let those talents grow, um, that, that sometimes we'll surprise ourselves with how much impact we can have. Like, I, I, I mean, I know for me, I didn't, I didn't start writing books, like initially to write books. It was just like an itch I had to scratch. I felt like it was a talent I had. I, I hadn't thought through how much, wow, if I can write these really good books that really engage kids, I could improve literacy in the world as a consequence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's these things where as we develop our best talents, we sometimes end up walking these interesting roads and, and impacting the world a lot more than we would have pictured. Like, you know, for me, when I write a book, it's so private. It's just me alone at a computer. But then when I'm done, it ends up becoming this incredibly public thing where I can go out to events and I can see that there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who are responding to, you know, to the words that I'm typing alone in my room. I totally get this because that's exactly the way I feel about my journey on radio. I'm kind of like you. I didn't sit down one day and say, oh, I, I think I would like to get out in the world on radio. But you and I have a vision to reach people. And when we come back from break, we're going to be talking with Brandon about, you know, the tour that he's on, the, you know, the trip that he takes to various schools as part of his imagination can take you places tour i'm telling you without imagination i don't know that i'd be sitting here talking to all of you we'll be right back with the dr pat show and do you know do you know
that we want you to know. A secret so closely guarded that the medical community spends billions of dollars each year to make sure you don't know what it is. Here it is. Your health isn't determined by how many prescription drugs you take. It's determined by you. You already possess everything you need to be completely healthy. On Saturday, August 9th, there will be an experience that will put you in the driver's seat. A one-day training that will arm you with the power to be your best every day. Be Your Best is an intense, information-packed, fun-filled, one-day event focused on giving you the tools to dramatically improve your health and your life. Don't miss this amazing experience. $29 will get you in the door and the information you receive will get you the life you deserve. Call 800-443-BEST. That's 800-443-BEST to register for Be Your Best in Seattle on August 9th. Or visit bestlifetraining.com for more information. The year 2012 and the great shift of the ages. The biggest story ever and the clock's ticking. Tired of all the doomsday predictions? Jack Alice has written a blockbuster novel, Infinity's Flower, showing us a vision of the new world and the vital role we play in creating it. Find out how at www.infinitysflower.com. That's infinitysflower.com. Hi, this is Dr. Scott of Crown Hill Chiropractic in Seattle, your center for maximized living. Wellness is much more than being free of illness. It's about optimal living in all aspects of life. Our Maximized Living team provides a safe, healing environment while helping individuals express their true divine potential through chiropractic care and wellness coaching. For more information on achieving wellness, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or give us a call at 206-782-8800. Want to change your life in as little as 60 days guaranteed? And do you want to save money while doing it? Join the thousands of people who have already experienced the phenomenal memory online course that'll change your life. Guaranteed. Having a phenomenal memory is not a gift. It is a skill. A skill that you can master in as little as 60 days. Just imagine how your life would change if you suddenly had the ability to memorize entire books. Listeners of the Dr. Pat Show save $75 on the e-course. So visit pmemory.net and download The Secrets of a Phenomenal Memory ebook and find out more about this special offer. That's pmemory.net, and that's a P as in phenomenal. pmemory.net. Stay informed. Sign up for the Dr. Pat Show weekly newsletter to find out about giveaways, extraordinary interviews, workshops, special events, and more. Go to thedrpatshow.com to sign up for the newsletter now. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am so jazzed to be having this conversation today with Brandon Mull. And the reason that I'm jazzed about it is because I have, a, you know, my own personal story about why books like this are really important, about how they can actually help people, especially young, young people that are having difficulty reading, keeping up in school, as I did. You know, these books open up a totally different door. They 
build self-confidence for, you know, the reader that is having difficulty and it keeps people's attention. But more importantly, Brandon is taking his message out into the world. Imagination can take you places. I so believe, Brandon, in that message. And I want to ask you two questions. When you, when you get out in the world and you talk to people about that, you get a response. But when I look at imagination can take you places, where has your imagination taken you? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of that catchphrase from the tour came from the fact that, that it's something really personal to me. I mean, my imagination has, has kind of freed me to, to do what I've always wanted to do, which is, which is to write books. Um, for me, it was, I, I've always known my whole life that it would be a very difficult thing to break into the world of writing novels. There's so many people who would love to do it. It's simply a, it's simply, um, a hard career to get started. And even once you get started, then it's hard, you know, for your books to even catch on or to have any confidence that you could support a family with it. And so I, I spent a lot of time kind of worried and kind of held back. You know, I, I went all through college with, with sort of a different game plan, not because I didn't want to write novels, but because I thought it would be impossible. Um, but I, when I finished college, I just, it was an itch that I had to scratch. I just couldn't make it go away. And so, um, so I started on the path. I, I learned all I could learn. I talked to authors, found out what, what, you had, what you had to do to break in, spent about five years working a normal day job and, and, and spending all my free time trying to break into this novel writing career. And when it happened, when, when, when my first book got published and it magically took off and started to find an audience and word of mouth was really great, it was just this vast relief for me, this enormous relief that, that, I, that I had broken into something that I'd always wanted to do and, and that now I was going to be able to spend my days, um, you know, full time doing something that I loved that had previously only been able to be a hobby. So when you take this out and, you know, we, we, you know, we look at, you know, where you're going and, and what you're doing, what is, what is the message that you take to, to folks? I mean, what do, what do these students, these kids respond to? And, 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 and also, you know, how are the parents with all of this? I mean, are they sort of taking the sidelines or, or are they like kicking it up with you? Are they saying, yeah, good job, way to go? Oh, I, I get really good feedback from parents because um, it's, it's because a big part of what I'm trying to do is to get kids reading for fun. And as I have success with that, parents are overjoyed. I'm not sure if there's any parents in the world who don't want their kids to have a love of reading because they know the opportunities that can create for the kids. You know, if they get good at turning words into ideas as they read. Um, part of the messages that I bring or part of the ways that I have some success doing this is, I mean, A, I'm pointing out, as I do assemblies at schools, I use examples to point out how when you're watching TV or when you're watching a movie, you get somebody else's vision of a story. But when you're reading a book, you get to participate in the creative process. You create the vision of the story in your own mind in partnership with the author. Um, and as a consequence, it engages your imagination in this unique and really cool way. It makes the story a lot more personal, um, and it lets you picture everything however you think it looks coolest. As you get that idea across to kids that there's some advantages to reading, you know, that, that TV or movies don't have, I think that helps. And then it also helps, maybe the key, is to get your kid in front of a really cool book, something that is actually fun, that takes them on a great ride, and prove to them that reading can be an entertaining experience that can compete with a good movie or something. With, with Fablehaven, I've had a lot of success um, getting kids in front of that book 
and, and having them come back to me or having parents email me or et cetera, et cetera, saying, wow, my kid had never been, you know, it's been this gateway book into reading. My kid had never been reading for fun. Now he is, thanks a lot. Um, to me, that's the closest thing I get in my job to feeling like I've made a positive difference or, ma- or made some positive change in somebody's life. Have you always been like this? I've got to ask you. I mean, I'm listening to you, and, 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 and actually, I've gone on your website. I've done a lot of, you know, looking at who you are and what you're doing. I have to tell you, I am so struck by, you know, where you are in your life, what you've accomplished so far. And I've got to ask you, did you just, like, pop out like this, Brandon? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, what was this journey like for you? You know, I mean, I've always been a fairly passionate, sincere guy. I've always had a huge imagination. I mean, as a kid, in a lot of ways, that made me a misfit as a kid because um, I had this big imagination and I didn't have any controls on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was a quirky, weird, I mean, fun in some ways, but quirky, weird kid in a lot of ways. And, uh, you, you know, as, as I came to terms with who I, who I was, as I got a grip in my imagination and it, and it stopped crippling, crippling me socially and became something that was a positive instead of a negative, um, it, 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 it just been... Uh, it just felt like a good life. It felt like a life where, where, I, where I've gradually been able to grow and, and I found some interesting ways that I think I, c- I can help people and give back. I, I spend probably half my year going to schools, and a lot of times we just do it for free. I mean, usually we do it for free. Um, we, we've gone to schools all over the country, probably 30 of the states so far. And, uh, and it's a really um, positive feeling to see that you can go into all these different kind of schools. I sometimes go into inner city. I go into rich suburbs. I've done it in juvenile detention centers, and it's amazing how kids are kids. If you mm-hmm. get the right message in front of them, they, they almost universally respond to this idea of building their imagination, um, you know, in cool ways. Well, you know, you know, there are some things that you will also do. I know you have five tips for parents because it's not only just about the kids, but, you know, there is a message that you give out for the parents. You want to talk a little bit about what those are? Well, you, you know, I... On the parent side, I mean, A, I think parents should be reading, too. If you want to get your kids reading, it helps that they see you reading and if that's part of the culture of your home. Um, and and, and, and just for the same reasons that, it, that reading is good for kids, kids as far as sparking and enlivening your imagination, I think parents should be reading, and, and it doesn't hurt them to read fantasy um, to, to keep themselves a little bit young at heart. Um, but some of the things I suggest, um, the, the, my suggestions for parents are things largely to make reading part of their family culture, uh, it's things like if you're going on a car trip, maybe bring an audio, bring an audio book, bring a book on CD, oh. and pop that in. It's amazing how that will help the time pass. And again, it's just an opportunity to prove to your kids that reading can be entertaining. You know, do a little homework, get a good book, something that's actually fun, because sometimes in school they get assigned books that, that can be a little bit dry or a little bit boring. They're not necessarily being picked just because they're fun. So get your kids, you know, get some fun books on audio um, and, and put those in the car when you're taking a family trip or when you're driving around town. Um, another thing is, is, is reading aloud with your kids, whether they're young or old. Find a book that the whole family can like, or at least that you and your kid can both like, and read it together. There's a lot of young adult fantasy stuff like Fable Haven right now. Great books being written that, uh, that'll, that will not bore the parents and will also entertain the kids. 
So, you know, we're going to talk more about this when we come back, Brandon, but I know that, you know, not only is the book quite successful, but, you know, we're also looking at, uh, you know, the book being picked up, the rights for a movie and so forth. We'll talk about that and much more. Uh, also, we'll talk about your other book, The Candy Shop War, when we return back from break. Very special guest today on the show, Brandon Mull, joining us here. We are uh, going to be giving away several copies of this book. And and it's very easy to do. You just give us a shout or actually send me an email at info at the com, And I'm going to select the first five folks to get a copy of this book. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. questions about a job, finances, or relationships? Astrologer Madeline Gerwick is offering special 30-minute personal consultations about love, money, or career for just $85. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call Madeline at 877-524-8300 to schedule. Go to PolarisBusinessGuides.com. That's P-O-L-A-R-I-S BusinessGuides.com. So stop wondering and start asking. Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company. Go to SugarFreeMiracle.com, that's SugarFreeMiracle.com, and get started today. From a place of special energy, the Sedona tools are specially crafted to work with the disruptive emotional energies of traumatic experience. You can release and resolve the past, move gracefully through the present, and attract the future you wish with power that's already yours, your intent, and creative visualization. Now work with the right tools. Visit thesedonatools.com. Are you the owner or manager of a struggling small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself, and now he'll show you how to do it too. Visit smallbizsherpa.com or call 206-505-9752. That's smallbizsherpa.com. Small, B-I-Z, Sherpa.com. Be sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways. Visit thedrpatshow.com and register now. Susan Kabalik, international speaker and author from the Center for Effective Learning, has created a character education program designed for teachers and parents. The lifelong guidelines and life skills provide the language and tools to guide children and teens into becoming caring and responsible citizens. To learn more about this dynamic and life-changing program, call 253-815-8800 or visit thecenterforlearning.com. 
That's the center, the number four, learning.com. More choices, more topics, more shows. One station. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And for information about us, go to our website. We have a new uh, home page up there, www.thedrpatshow.com. Uh, that's uh, T-H-E-D-R patshow.com. And I've got a few shortcuts that I'm going to start using as well because we've heard you and we're short shortcutting it. You know, joining me here today, you know, Brandon uh, is, as I said before, a best-selling author. We're talking about, you know, the series that he is created and you know fable haven is the series new york times bestseller and you know he's also someone that you know has visited more than two hundred thousand students and so you know with this message in mind walking and talking and going and looking and meeting face to face uh with people is what this is about but the books in themselves, uh, you know, present both a message and have important meaning. And, you know, I want to thank you, Brandon, for joining us here today. But we truly need, we truly need to find a way to get us back to basics and creating the kinds of books that you've created that are both entertaining for parents and children. I mean, that there's nothing more powerful than that right now. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's an exciting thing if you can write a book and hear good feedback from mom, dad, a, a, a girl child, a boy child. Um, because that kind of book becomes this common context that a family can share, and they can talk about ideas, and they can talk about things. We, even, we put reading discussion guides into the back of the book in the hopes that if a parent and a child both read the book, it gives them some prompts for some things that they can talk about. Or, again, if the book gets read in a reading group or in a classroom, it gives them some places to start if they want to take that common experience they've shared of reading the story and start pulling some themes out of it and talking mm -hmm. about real life as they as they consider the story they've read. What are the kids saying about the books? What are the what are what are the children saying? The children, I mean, what what they're responding to most, I think, is just is, is the imagination of the story and the fact that the kids feel like real kids. The ah. kids feel like actual kids, mm -hmm. and so they're putting themselves in their shoes. And then going on these fantastic adventures as if as if they're in the shoes of these characters. They love the magical creatures. You know, there's this wide variety of magical creatures over the course of the series um, that, that the kids are encountering, and and obviously some interesting trouble and danger. So that you know, so that the book is suspenseful and interesting. So let's talk a minute about the, you know, the vision, the next direction. I want to mention to everyone that if you send me an email at info, I-N-F-O, at thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, we have actually got five copies of Fable Haven, Volume 1, to give away to you. So uh, we're going to make it really easy for folks to be able to do that. Just send me an email, and later on today, we'll just take a look at the first five that come in, and there we have it. Make sure you put your address in the email and your name. You know, all the talk. We've got some Hollywood talk going on around here, Brandon. It's uh, kind of looking like the movie rights have been picked up for the book. And I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about that. Are you totally jazzed? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's exciting that, that Hollywood's interested in the story, partly because it, uh, you know, it'll, just, it'll just vastly increase the exposure of the series. But books don't have TV commercials, but movies do. 
And so, you know, as we've had this guy named Avi Arad who, who produced Spider-Man and, and uh, Iron Man, a lot of the Marvel movies. Wow. And, and, and he's become totally interested in the books. He, he, he bought the option um, for the series and has a screenwriter working on a screenplay. And, and so we're, uh, we're in the early phases of development, but it seems, you know, it's, it's serious development from, from a major player, a major studio and all that. So um, it, it's very exciting and gratifying that those kind of guys who can be kind of jaded um, are responding to the story and, and interested in seeing it translated to screen. Well, you know, and that's there's an important message in that. And the reason that I bring it up is because I, I was looking at sort of the success uh, in the theaters right now. And, you know, and I've been reading uh, quite a bit about what directors, what movie studios are saying about the movies that make it and the movies that don't. But I'll tell you what I was really struck by. You know, when you look at the movies that are bringing the people in, these are movies that are not necessarily about the day-to-day life. I mean, you know, these are movies that are either directed at children or have an element of fantasy, have an element of possibility you know except for and the by the way except for you know probably sex in the city which has popped up there and i think some people would say there's an element of fantasy in that you, <laughs> you look at the top five the top ten right and you're looking at things like the chronicles of narnia you know prince caspian kung fu panda i mean isn't this uh, also a reflection of what people truly want. Aren't you in what you write in line with sort of the demand for what people are looking for? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I am. I love to escape into 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 people's imagination. Me too. I've, I've always loved to escape into, into, into some place where the imagination's big and the story's grand and, and, and just let myself go on a really interesting ride that takes me away from my daily life. And I think people have really always responded to that kind of thing. I mean, if you even look at the ancient classics, they tend to be things like the Odyssey or the Iliad, things about wars and gods and, and monsters and quests. And you know what I mean? Like those, that kind of story has been around for thousands of years. And, and uh, I think right now what we have is the technology in Hollywood, the technology of the movie makers, has caught up in such a way that they can now take those kind of epic fantasies and thanks to computer animation and computer graphics, they can translate those to to screen in a way that that uh, that that's basically that's, that uh, that complements the way someone might imagine it. You know what I mean? Like the computer graphics now can can take a movie like Lord of the Rings and put it on screen in a way that does it some justice, um, which wasn't even possible even ten years ago. Well, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's interesting to watch about some of the movies that have come out. I mean, when you look at the success of Iron Man, uh, many people looked at this and thought, oh, it's impossible that this is going to be successful. You know, first of all, the casting is what many people call a middle-aged man. And I don't really consider Robert Downey Jr. And, you know, in, in, I think he's a fabulous actor. And, you know, somebody emailed me and said, did you know that this was sort of like an indie release? And I said, I don't have a clue that that's the case. But aren't we truly looking at movies that not only have, a, a, you know, a fantasy, a possibility element, but also have an idea of ethics, an idea of how to be in this world in a way that contributes? Yeah, no, I, I think you, that's one of the main themes that you find generally in fantasy is, is it tends to be about what it means to be a hero and, and, and what it means to, to, to stand for something and to stand against evil and, you know, both in superhero movies and in fantasy adventure, those are always um, 
central themes um, to the story. Well, and you know, you're familiar with this. I think, you know, I, I think you grew up in Southern California. You know, you're part of sort of the vibration around there. And I think you hang out, you hung out with some other fantasy writers. Is that right? Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, a, a lot of my friends now, well, these days, a lot of my friends are, are fantasy writers. I've, I've, I've met since I've become a professional. There's some really great fantasy writers. I live in the Utah area now, and, and, and there's a, a girl named Shannon Hale who writes these Princess Academy books that are really great, and a guy named Brandon Sanderson who writes, you know, more adult fantasy, some kids' fantasy. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a great, and these, these guys are about my age, mid-30s, and there's, there's a great rising crop of, of, of fantasy writers um, you know, who hopefully will be turning out great stuff for years to come. Well, I'm thrilled we were able to talk with you, Brandon. Let's give out the website for folks to, you know, find out more about you, find out more about uh, the book, and, uh, you know, make sure that uh, we get copies. For those of you listening, if you send an email to me at info, I-N-F-O, at thedrpatshow.com, we're going to be taking the first five of you and giving you a copy of the book. So what's the best way for people to find out about the books? Um, if you want to find out a little bit more, try fablehaven.com, F-A-B-L-E-H-A-V-E-N.com, or you can swing by brandonmull.com. The books are available in bookstores nationwide, like your big chains and, and a lot of your independents, your Barnes & Nobles and Borders, and online at Amazon, and all those kind of places online at Barnes & Noble. Um, those are all places you can track them down. The first two are out in paperback, and as well as hardback, and there's three books so far in the Fablehaven series. It'll be going to five, and Hey, it's summertime. It's a great time to get your kids in front of books and get the family in front of a good book. I'm totally right there with you. I can't wait to get in my lawn chair, kick it back, of course, after the weather changes here, and, and read the books, actually the series. Thank you, Brandon, so much for joining us here today. Hey, it's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. All right, everyone, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got the doctor in the house. We're going to be talking about your health, my health, and stepping it up in a big way.